It is Monday night, and tomorrow we are heading to the Grand Canyon to film the documentary Walk Through This, a story of starting over. And let me tell you guys, I've had every flipping emotion come up over this last week. Um, I was going to actually interview somebody for this podcast, and then I decided, nope, I actually just want this to be me, sharing where I'm at right now in all of this. Um, Not only because I want you guys to know and to hopefully feel inspiration, um, but also because I really want this for my kids. I want them to be able to listen to this someday and go, wow, that's where she was at right before she took on this massive project and hiked down into the Grand Canyon, recording, filming, um, sharing stories, and uh, doing it for this film that hopefully will inspire millions of people. It is quite the project, I have to say. And let me tell you, just leading up to it, it's been quite the experience. From getting the people that were that are now in the film to working with the crew um, to just following along with this weather, which FYI, we are supposed to be getting snow at the bottom of the Grand Canyon now. Uh, that's like getting snow in Hermosa Beach, California. That just doesn't happen. And so this whole process, um, the canyon gives us what we need. I have said this over and over and over again, from weather to um, just like the energy and everything around it, the canyon gives us what we need. And this is quite, quite the thing that we are stepping into. So, you know, I'm just going, all right, here we go. You know, heart space open, embracing the experience, loving on it, and just really, truly um, feeling so much gratitude feeling so much freaking gratitude. So I want to start this podcast um, as it's literally going to simply be me sharing my experience with um, a quote. Um, It's actually a passage that is written by Yehuda Berg. And it was the passage that was on my phone. It was my screensaver for the very first five years of uh, my own um, healing process. And what I would like you to do is to simply ground yourself right now. If you're in a chair, just put your feet on the floor. Um, If you're driving, just listen. Uh, And I want you to really take these words in as I share them with you because they have transformed my life. Truly, they have transformed my life. This was my screensaver every single day that I would wake up and I would read it and I would take these words in. And when I was feeling so much pain, I would go back to these words. I would just keep going back to what these words were sharing with me. If you don't have a screensaver that you love, I'm telling you, it is a really, really good thing to do. So let's take a deep breath in. Put your feet on the floor if it is possible. Heart space open, and just really listen to what these words um, deliver to you. Hurt people hurt people. That's how pain patterns get passed on, generation after generation after generation. Break the chain today. Meet anger with sympathy, contempt with compassion, cruelty with kindness. Greet grimaces with smiles. Forgive and forget about finding fault. Love is the weapon of the future. So these words um, meant so much to me during this time. And one of the, the, my favorite um, sentences is, love is the weapon of the future. It truly is. 
It truly is the weapon of the future. When we can allow ourselves to step out of our own ego, to step out of our own uh, toxic emotions, when we can allow ourselves um, to step into acceptance, we can also allow ourselves to step into forgiveness. And for me, that was the biggest thing that I could do in order to break the chains that had been happening within our family, to really take a look at those pain patterns that had been being, that had been passed on and to saying, no more, no more, we're not doing this. We are going to live a life that is very different than what it has been. And that meant everything from uh, truly stepping into self-love, self-worth, and to really, um, to really embrace what these words have, 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 you know, um, to what these words mean, because let's face it, hurt people do hurt people. And it was time for that to stop. So this was my screensaver. And I would um, suggest that you find one that really you choose that you can embrace yourself and use um, to take a look at every day. I want to share with you, though, um, what this has been like for me over these past six years. I want to go back to six years ago this week. It was six years ago this week that my life changed forever. It just so happens that as we are going down into the Grand Canyon to film this Thanksgiving, it is actually six years to the day that I found out. Um, how we got these reservations, I, you know, I don't believe in just chances. I believe in things happening for a reason. And I had picked up the phone to make a call um, into the reservation desk. And um, I, I asked him, I said, Did you, do you guys happen to have any reservations open for November um, of 2019? And they said, that's really interesting. The guy right before you literally just canceled his cabin. So there are only two cabins down there that are for 10 people. And um, so it's shocking to get reservations down there over the over Thanksgiving. It is one of the most difficult times to get reservations is over Thanksgiving. And um, he said, they just canceled it. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Yes. So we are exactly six years to the day that I found out. So this going into the canyon and doing this film is a celebration of life for me. It's like the um, I already feel like a butterfly that is whose wings have been exposed. But now I really get to fly and I get to really look at this from an end. I get to change up this entire time like the, the my Thanksgiving um, six years ago was so devastating and. I have been in this process of my own transformation for six years. And so now to be able to step into the utmost gratitude, this gratitude space of Thanksgiving down at the bottom of the Grand Canyon where I freaking love that canyon, I embrace that canyon, that is my spiritual space. It's so exciting for me. I'm ready to pop a bottle of champagne and just love life even more than I already do. And so, um, yes, we said yes, and we accepted the reservations. And then when I pitched this to Laura about this documentary, I said, hey, maybe we should film there. Maybe we should film over Thanksgiving. It'll be six years to the day. And remember that the filming community thought we were crazy. They were like, they're never going to get a permit to film a documentary at the Grand Canyon because, I mean, it's one of the seven wonders, wonders of the world. And I said to Laura, I'm like, you know what? This is all just so meant to be. I bet that we will run into the right person. And so I took that application to, um, to the Grand Canyon in May, and I handed it to the girl, and I said, here's what we want to do. 
And she said, you know what? We love this work that you are doing. We will, we will give you a permit to film. And so now here we are, 10 women, <laughs> the night before we get on the road, meeting up from all over, from New York City, from San Francisco, from LA, from, uh, let's see, um, Salt Lake City. And we are going to go into the Grand Canyon and share our stories and do nature therapy and uh, meditation and just some breathing and some embracing and some grounding and allowing that space to heal us even more deeply than we already are at right now. And so it's really exciting. We have a crew of four and um, we have six of us that will be filmed. So I am, again, just so much gratitude. For those of you that have walked this journey beside me, thank you. Um, some of you have been silently walking beside me and I even know that you're there. So thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you, every moment um, that I'm on this journey. So I want to go back, though, to six years ago, and um, I just want to talk really briefly about that time in my life. Um, you know, it's interesting. It was, it was a, a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, and I remember my kids and I were um, with friends. We went on a sailboat to the cove here on the Pacific Ocean, and we were kayaking, and we were uh, paddleboarding, and just having a blast and then that night, I remember trying to reach out to my husband over and over and over again. And I, it was like sending text messages and phone calls into cyberspace and nobody was there. And when he came home that night, he wasn't the man I knew. Um, when he finally did come home after I tried and tried and tried to get in touch with him, I opened the door and it was this human being that I didn't recognize. And Here's where it was really important for me. And this is why this is really important for all of you to remember this. That was six days, five or six days of real intense discovery and disclosure for me. But the reason that I'm actually so happy that it went, that it happened over Thanksgiving is because I have so much gratitude, so much gratitude now for that experience. Because over the course of those five to six days, I truly found out the depth of what I am capable of. I found the depth of my own love, my own intimacy. I found the depth of um, my own strength, my own courage. I found the depth of my own fear. Because let me tell you something, that was freaking scary. When you're looking, when you open the door and you know, you're like, oh my God, my, the, my lover is here. Like my husband is here. You open that door and it's him, but it's not him. It's her, but it's not her. It's your child, but it's not your child. I'm sure some of you have experienced this where you're looking at them and you're like, I see you, but I don't see you. What's going on here? That's how it was for me. And the rush of PTSD, the rush of fear that went through me as this man that I knew was him, but it wasn't him, was standing there. And knowing in that moment, he's on something, he's on drugs, he's on something that I'm not aware of. I've never even done pot. So for me, looking at this human being and going, what the hell is he on? What is this? I'm on one phone, which is my phone, scrolling through my phone going, what are the effects of cocaine? What are the effects of drugs? What are the effects of just trying to get any piece of information I could to understand what was happening? 
And then at the same time, grabbing his phone and trying to scroll through to figure out where he was. Where had he been all that day? Like that entire day? Where was he? He was supposed to be home with me making pies that night. I'm a pie maker. I love pies. What can I say? I love eating pies. I love making pies. I love giving away pies. And he wasn't there to help me. I had set the dinner table alone. Because remember, Thanksgiving Day was the next day. We were supposed to have 40, 45 people coming over for dinner. And so I was prepping like a mad woman. And at the same time, I was full of so much fear when he wasn't there. And now he was there and I didn't recognize him. I learned so much about myself through that 24 hours. I learned that I can keep it together. I learned I can hold it together when I need to. I learned that I can step into my leadership role as a woman, as a, as a partner, as a mother. I learned that I can protect like no other person can protect. Because for me, all I wanted to do during that time was to protect my kids, protect myself, and yes, protect this human being, this man that I did love. Because here's the thing, even though I didn't recognize him, I didn't know who he was, I knew that there was a fraction of that man that I married in him. I knew that somewhere within him, there was that little bright light that I fell in love with. Even looking at him and going, he's on something and I don't know what the hell it is. And then watching him trip on this drug that I didn't know what it was. I knew though, deep in him, that there was still that peace, that love that I had, that I had fallen in love with, that light within him. And that's what I wanted to get to. That's what I wanted to feed. So any of you out there who have dealt with anybody that has been on drugs, alcohol, any kind of anything um, like that, I'm sure you're sitting there shaking your head going, yep, I get it. I fully get it, sister. I fully get it. So over the course of those five days, I'm not going to go way into this because that's not what this is about. Over the course of those days... You know, we really spent a lot of time um, together and it took him, he was tripping for four days. Like it was a, three days, four days. It was a long trip. And as he was slowly coming off, off of the drug and I was sitting there watching him and I was watching him kind of come to back into himself, you know, he was giving me more and more information about what, would, what had been happening in his life and what got him to that state. And so over that time, I had disclosure and discovery kind of like intermixed of, of within one another. It was like peeling off the onion layer and I was slowly getting into what is the core of all of this? What is going on here? And where is my husband? And, you know, I have to tell you, it was probably one of the most intimate times that I had had with him because his truth was finally being unveiled. He was finally sharing who he was to an extent. It took a lot after that to truly get down to what was happening obviously. But, you know, for the first time ever, he was starting to show his, his true soul that I had never seen before. And it was deep and it was intense. And you know, what's interesting? Yes, we made it through Thanksgiving with all 40 people. Um, thankfully there were some people there that helped me get through that day, but over the next day, over Thursday night and into Friday and into Saturday, it was raining like mad, just pouring rain. And we would walk down to the beach from our house. We lived four, four blocks to the water. We would walk down to the beach and we would sit on that wet sand and we would cry together and we would spend moments of just deep, deep, meaningful conversation about what was happening within him. 
and why he had, why he had turned to that, what was going on. And, you know, it was just, um, it was just the start of truly, uh, walking down this journey, um, together and separate and separate. It was like the start of him starting down his own journey of self-discovery and at the same time giving me um, the opportunity, which I grabbed onto, of truly finding myself. And so how can you not find gratitude in that? How can you not be thankful that over a Thanksgiving holiday, I really, it was the start of me finding myself. And here we are, six years later, going down into the Grand Canyon, hiking on an entirely different journey in an entirely different space, rewriting this amazing holiday and sitting in gratitude for life and for one another and for our stories and for our ability to overcome just the biggest obstacles and barriers that are placed in front of us. It's freaking amazing. It's freaking amazing. So yeah, those six days, five, six days, um, were, were really, um, they unveiled a lot and a lot of that will be shared in the documentary. A lot of it will be shared in my upcoming book. A lot of it, um, I do share on podcasts. If you haven't listened to them, go in and listen to them. I don't really want to get into the details here because again, that's not what it's about. But I am so thankful for those days. And while I'm in the canyon this Thanksgiving, I will be going back to that Thanksgiving six years ago and honoring it. And I will be honoring that 40-year-old woman that was changed over those days. That 40-year-old woman that had to dive deep into who she was and to look at what was possible and to to truly um, find her strength to protect her kids and her family and herself. Yep, I will be honoring me. I will definitely be honoring me. So I want to share with you something. There were three words during that time over the course of these last six years that have really helped me. One is truth. And anybody that knows me knows that I will always step into truth. Um, For me, it was finding my own truth in all of this, being honest with myself, taking full responsibility where I could in all of this. Because quite frankly, the trauma from finding out about my husband also brought back an awful lot of trauma from when I was raped at 17 and how my own self-worth had just diminished from that. There were so many things that I hadn't looked at when I was 17 that I now had to look at as a 40-year-old woman going through this new trauma and um, my own self-love and my own doubt and my own uh, intimacy with self and my own intimacy with others. It was a real big time for me to, um, to go back to that time at 17 and look at the things that I still had not really addressed or faced. So how cool that I finally at the age of 40 got to do that, right? And so for me, it was truth was one of the biggest words for me. Having truth um, uh, in my words, having truth in my actions, um, and also speaking my truth through all of this, because there are many people in my shoes 
who don't feel like they can. There are many people in my shoes who feel like they can't talk about their husbands or their wives' um, uh, you know, transgressions and how they can't talk about the betrayals and they can't talk about the alcoholism or the drug addiction or you know the sex addiction or whatever it is. They feel like that's theirs to hold on to and they don't feel like it's their right to speak about. But for me, I feel like this is my story. This is my story. This is my truth. And it's time for me to actually speak my truth in all of this, inspiring other men and women to do the same. And more so than anything, to let them know that they're not alone. Because let me tell you, when I was going through this, I felt like I was alone on a freaking island. There, I felt like there were times that I was just, I was just one person here on earth walking this journey like, okay, I'm the only one that's experienced this. And in reality now, I'm like, every time I turn the corner, there's somebody else that's experienced what I have. And so for me, it was making sure that people also realized you're not alone in this. You are not alone in this. So that was a big word for me was truth. The other word that was really big for me was inspiration. I needed to wake up every day and feel inspired to live. It's just who I am. I used to be an art teacher for those of people that don't know. So creativity is a big piece of my life. And I really wanted every day. I love creativity and I love feeling inspired. When I feel inspired, when I am just like in my happy place of being inspired by a butterfly or being inspired by a blade of grass or by the snow that just, you know, falls from the night sky, I freaking am in a zone. I am aligned. I am, when I am inspired, it's just like the world is just perfect. And so every day I needed to find moments of inspiration. And that was not only for me, but that was for my kids because I, for me, inspiration was my happy place. I found joy there. My moments of just like, there's a dolphin and I am stoked out And I would have that momentary happiness or joy that then I could carry with me for the rest of the day. And my kids then could feel that same thing, right? That's energy. Like they could feel my, my joyful energy. And, um, because there were a lot of moments of sadness. There were a lot of moments of sadness. There were many, many tears shed. There was a lot of anger. There was so much anger. There was so much rage. And so finding those moments of inspiration, that was healing for me. That was like feeding the light within me that I knew that the more that I fed it, the more it would grow because what you feed grows. And so I needed to continue that every single day, which is why I would grab my board and I would go on to the ocean and I would paddle with dolphins and I would paddle with sea lions. And I'd paddle with whales, right? And I would get like four miles offshore and be lost in fog, but it didn't matter because I just felt so inspired just to freaking live. And so inspiration was huge for me, huge for me because, you know, there, those moments of sadness and that moment of um, depression, those were deep. Those were deep. Just recently I shared with my son, I said, you know, I don't know if you know this, my friend, but there were moments where I thought if I just crash my car into that wall, all of this anger, sadness, rage, it'll all go away because it hurt that bad. The PTSD and the, the, the fear that just ran through me and the depression and the sadness and the, how could you, how could you to me? It was deep. 
And so, you know, having the inspiration to live, having the inspiration to live, it was not only for me, but it was for my kids. I needed that every damn day. So that was my second word. And then the third word that I always, always, always hung on to was hope. I needed hope, not only for myself, but for my kids. Again, always back to my children, because I am a mama bear. Everybody that knows me knows I am a mama bear. And I needed to find hope every day. Um, You know, what was interesting is I turned to, I actually turned to David a lot for that. Uh, I needed hope that, I needed the hope that um, he was going to be okay. I needed hope that together we were going to be okay, that independently we were going to be okay. And that we were going to make it, that we were going to be able to do this for our kids, that our kids were going to be okay. And so hope was something that I hung on to, that I really grasped, that I really fought for every single day. And I would find hope in the little things, right? Like I remember one day I was running on the, I was running on the green belt. Um, I'm going to share something with you in just a little bit, but I was running on the green belt, um, And I remember thinking to myself, I just need to know that everything's going to be all right. I just need to know that everything's going to be all right. And I used to ask for, I still do a lot. Um, I ask for signs from um, those who have passed. My grandmother, um, it's usually my grandmother and my grandfather. And uh, at this point, I remember thinking, um, Grandma, Grandma Ames, if you could just give me a sign that I'm going to be okay, I would really appreciate it. And I was running on the green belt and this butterfly um, landed on my hand and it didn't leave. Like it wouldn't leave. Like I literally was like, okay, dude, you got to go. Right. Like it just danced and played. And like, literally I just sat there watching it and it was, (laughs) it was tickling my hand and it looked like it was trying to almost like kiss it, you know, the, the, like the, like kept kind of going into my hand. And I remember watching that being like, okay, we're good. We're good. We're going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. I have hope. We are all going to be fine. And I remember it got to the point, like literally I was like walking down the trail um, on the green belt and I was watching this thing and I'm like, okay, dude, you can go now. Like I got enough hope. We're good. And um, I finally had to put it on, I had to put it onto the ground. Cause I was like, if I don't leave, if I don't put you down, I'm not going to get back in time to get my kid from school. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that message. And I get it. I fully hear you. And so, um, but that's what I hung on to. I needed to find the hope within me that everything was going to be okay. And that was, that was, um, that was big. That was a big moment. I actually wrote about it in a blog post, uh, because it was just so powerful, so powerful. So those are my three words that got me through those years was they were um, truth, inspiration, and hope. And I still hold on to them every single day because they're so important to me. And I hope that for you, my hope for you is that you have um, different sayings or some something that you also hold on to. If it is, if it's words that you think about, if it is um, a poem that you read, if it's something that you put on your you know, on, on your refrigerator or on your mirror in your bathroom or whatever it is, um, that you do find that. So it's interesting because there were also during that time, um, 
I moved my body a lot. People always ask me, how did you heal so quickly? Like what happened? Because anybody that knows PTSD, when it's running through you, man, it can just like freeze you up. And for me, it was again, finding the inspiration. So I would go on to, I would go in nature. That's where I felt most inspired. And that meant for me, grabbing my board and going on to the ocean, or it meant grabbing my shoes and just going for a hike um, or going for a run. And every time that I would do something new like that, um, I would set an intention. What is my intention for this? Why am I going on the water today? Um, Am I uh, looking to release the anger from that person um, that had the affair with my husband? Or am I looking to... um, to face the truth in, you know, in my own life with whatever it was? Am I looking for inspiration? Am I looking for clarity? What is it that I'm looking for? And I would ask myself that before I would even take anything on. And I remember, it's funny because um, I actually went through a time in my life um, where I ran five 50-mile ultramarathons in a row. And um, I did these... I did these. I wrote this blog. I wrote this post in January of 2017. That was the last 50 mile ultra marathon that I ran. And I did them with uh, one of my friends, Sue Introbius. She is an amazing friend, just an amazing woman. And um, we started doing these in 2012. We ran our first one in 2012. Um, in 2013 is when I found out about my husband. So I want to read this to you because I want to show you I read, I actually wrote about these five ultra marathons um, and I put it into a post in my Facebook page. And the reason why I did this is because I wanted to show how every time that we do something new, we learn about who we are. Every time that we take something on, if it's a challenge, if it's hiking the Grand Canyon, if it's going on a retreat, if it's starting a business, if it is, you know, paddling for the first time. Every time that you challenge yourself with something new, if it's having a hard conversation, you learn more deeply about who you are as a human being and what you're capable of. And so I wrote this blog post and um, I recently pulled it up because uh, it was just so cool for me to look back at every year from the, the year prior to me finding out and then also through 2017 and looking at these five years and seeing how much had shifted and how much had changed and how much, um, how much more I learned about me. So I would like you to simply um, close your eyes and I'm going to read this to you. And while I'm reading it to you, I want you to really take in the words again, take in the words, but think about where you could do this in your own life. Where could you take on something new? Where could you challenge yourself? Where could you, um, where have you, what have you wanted to do that you still haven't done that's out, maybe perhaps outside your comfort zone, right? Way outside your comfort zone. So maybe you've wanted to climb the six pack of peaks here in SoCal and you haven't done it yet. Maybe you have wanted to run a marathon. Maybe you have wanted to um, simply get up and walk a mile, whatever it is. Think about as you're doing that, what is the intention that you can put into it? What is it going to teach you? Where are you going to find? Are you, are you looking for clarity? Are you looking for peace? Are you looking for freedom? Are you looking for um, what, whatever it is? It doesn't matter. Are you looking for connection, self-connection, right? Self-love, self-worth. And uh, think about how you can actually set the intention and what you are going to get in return by doing so. So 
This is a post I wrote in January of 2017. Really listen to the words and find where you fit in. Find where you can take these words and take them back with you into setting forth something new in your life where you could find that own, your own truth, inspiration, and hope. I ran my fifth and final Catalina Island 50-mile ultramarathon this weekend, January of 2017. Four years ago, things in my marriage were tense. There were painful moments that bugged the shit out of me. Things weren't making sense. Running clears my head, so I decided to see if I could run 50 miles. I needed to find clarity shift up my life, and figure out if or how I was a source of the unhappiness in my marriage. Amazing race number one gave me strength and fortitude. Three years ago, my life hit rock bottom. 2013. It was more like hell on earth. My bottom had turmoil. I wanted to both kill and love so deeply the man who betrayed me to my core. I had little clarity because my emotions took over my life. Amazing race number two gave me space to be pissed off while I found clarity and mental strength. Two years ago, 2014, I was seeing clearly. I chose to no longer hold others' issues nor secrets. I chose to divorce and move on for both myself and everyone involved. I began a life I love today. It rained like mad the entire race, yet it was one of my all-time favorites. Nothing could dampen my happiness. Amazing race number three gave me hope, love, and excitement for a new life. Last year, I felt freedom. I decided to live boldly and started my business, one that had purpose and meaning based on my own values, experiences, and education. I chose to use what I learned in order to guide others. My life had new direction and was unfolding. I was simply excited and happy. Amazing race number four gave me confidence. Saturday, again, this is 2017, I marked my final 50-mile run. I ran this race for me. I am humbled by the lessons that I have learned from pushing my mental physical, emotional, and spiritual boundaries. 250 miles total in five years. I love my crazy tribe of running partners who have lent an ear time and time again. Sue and Trobius ran every race with me, an amazing woman and source of light on this earth. I love this island. I love the people. This was my journey, and now I am ready for new and exciting adventures. Amazing race number five gave me sore abs from laughing so much on the trail. Stoked to be laughing that damn hard again. So I want to share, I wanted to show this with you. I want to share this with you because it is so important for us to try new things during our deepest pain, to allow ourselves to get out of that recurring, that, that, that story in our head over and over and over again, right? That thing that just like, it's so hard, that rat race within our brain of how could, how could he or she, how could I be, all of those stories that just keep going over and over and over, that narrative that just doesn't end. Because I know that was mine. 
my narrative was over and over and over. How could he? How could he? How could he? And I needed to find me in this. Amongst that destruction, I needed to find who I was. I needed to rebuild from my own inner strength, from my own light from within. I needed to go there to that space, to my love, to my self-love, to my own self-worth. And once I did that, once I got there, once I allowed to try new things that gave me the strength and the courage to do other new things, to then step out of my comfort zone again, to then go and do something new again, right? Once I continued to do this over and over and over, that's how I got to where I am today. By climbing the canyons, by going up and and standing on top of peaks and screaming and crying, from going four miles offshore and taking my paddle and beating the shit out of that ocean so hard and saying, you know what, I don't want to hold on to this but I do want to find out who I am in all of this. By doing that, by truly pushing ourselves, that is where we find find who we are as humans. That's where we find our deepest love of self. That's where we find our deepest worth. That's where we find our purpose in life for all of this, whatever this is. And I know it's hard, you guys. I know it's freaking hard. I encourage you every single day, though, to take a step forward. Don't stay where you are. Try something new. Because if we stay in the same rat race, quite frankly, of what we've done in the past, we're only creating the future as the past has actually already been done. We're not doing anything new then. So we need to continuously try the new things. If it's knitting, right? It can be something so simple. If it's picking up the phone and going to a restaurant with a new friend, try the new things because the new things are going to lead to our greatest future, our new greatest future. In all of this, what you're hearing today, that's what I want you to hold on to because you are freaking worthy and you are not alone you are freaking worthy and you are not alone none of us are none of us are I thought I was until I finally came out myself and I realized holy shit there are millions of people just like me so As I am um, hiking into the Grand Canyon on Wednesday morning, six years to the day that I found out, six freaking years to the day that I found out, I am going to do it with the fortitude, with the grace, with the courage, with the wit, with the freaking humor, because you know, like I love to laugh, with my own strength, and I'm going to be doing it not only for me, but for all of you. I will be taking those steps forward for everyone that wants to join me in this journey. Again, did you hear those words? That wants to join me in this journey. That wants to take their own steps forward. Nobody can do it for you but you. I can put the path down, but I can't take the steps. And so in my heart and in my soul and in my spirit, 
you are all with me. I always tell people, I'm like, you're in my pocket. You're in my heart pocket. And you all are there too. And as I celebrate life and as I celebrate living boldly, and as I celebrate loving this mad earth, this incredible place that was created for all of us, as I celebrate the grandest canyons of all and the force of nature that created it, and as I celebrate the spirits that have, have you know, been there for, oh my God, ever, and as I celebrate the people that have walked that journey before me and also are at the same moment and will be in the future, you are all with me. You are all with me. With truth, inspiration, and hope. And as I sit down to Thanksgiving dinner, that meal that I never thought in a million years I'd be able to sit down at, at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, and I'm actually taking a really nice yes bottle of champagne with me to celebrate these last six years, but nobody knows it yet. And as I hand the letters to those people, the cast and the crew that don't know that I carried down into the Grand Canyon, those letters from their loved ones that I had them write to give to them so that they could open them up on Thanksgiving and feel like a taste of home was there with them, we will be celebrating them. And as I lie my head down at night on Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving night, as I lie my head down on my pillow and I close my eyes in that cabin, I will be celebrating the the magnificence of that day and what Thanksgiving has now meant for me ultimate gratitude for all of us being thankful for who we are being thankful for living this beautiful life now while we are down there from what i understand for the first time in i don't even know how long apparently it's supposed to snow at phantom ranch so snowing at phantom ranch is like snowing at the beach it just doesn't happen and So I really am praying that it does because I really want to be down there when it snows. I'm sure that the crew is probably thinking otherwise. But as I am down there at the bottom of the Grand Canyon watching this weather so metaphorically just come in and out from rain to snow to stars to sun to I'm sure we're going to get some clouds in there and maybe some fog. I will be embracing it and celebrating every bit of it that comes through that canyon because that is so metaphorical of life. And as we hike out of the canyon on Saturday, as we hike out of the canyon on Saturday, I will be hiking out from one of the most amazing Thanksgivings that I could ever be blessed to have. We are going to be hiking out in snow. I've already been told that, which is amazing because I love hiking out in snow. Some of my favorite hikes out of the Grand Canyon have been in snow. So as we are hiking out of the Grand Canyon in snow and I'm looking up at those stars and I'm feeling the most ultimate peace and freedom, you will all be there with me in the hopes that you can feel that same ultimate freedom and peace in your own life. If you aren't already, then someday 
that you will be able to get there, that you will take your own truth, inspiration, hope, and take the steps forward to make it happen. Because it is possible. It is possible. And as we are all on the rim that night, congregating and celebrating what we have just been through, you will all be there with us as well. Celebrating with us. So as you see, just like I have always done for every big adventure that I have done, I set forth my intention and I visualize what it's going to be like and I sit in it and I allow the energy to flow through and I view the beauty and I can feel the emotions that are going to come up and I sit in that and I just know the transformation that's going to occur because I can already I can already experience it before it's happened and that's only a small smidgen <laughs> when you're actually in it and that is what I'm asking for all of you to do as well find something challenging in your life if you can jump on one of the retreats with us, oh, holy hell, do it. Because let me tell you, they are wickedly awesome. And if that's, if you can't do that, then, you know, jump on and um, get outside. Just get outside, like go for a walk, put your, put your butt in the grass, right? Or, or just try something new. Try something that gets you to that place of experience, because through these different experiences that we have in our life, that's where we grow. I've said this over and over during this time. That's where we grow. That's where we find what we are made of. And that's why they're so important. Because let's face it, living, living is about experiencing all of it. Letting go of that which no longer serves you and stepping into what does. Which is your strength, your fortitude, your courage, your purpose your love, your life, your living. So with that, um, you have been listening to the playlist that I've actually created for the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And they, these songs were um, sent to me from very special people in my life. I asked them to send um, songs that meant something to them and I put it into a playlist and that's what we're taking down to the canyon. Um, I will be doing a follow-up on this um, when we get out of the Grand Canyon. And so this is just simply the pre and there will be a post. I'm actually going to, I'm hoping to find some time while I'm down there to interview uh, Laura, the director of the film. And hopefully I can then share that as well um, if we find the time. If not, we're going to have to do it outside of the canyon. I do hope that um, this has given you the inspiration to move forward yourself in life, that you um, can uh, find some different things to journal on, that you can realize and see what is possible, um, and that you have uh, taken some words of wisdom, whatever they are, and you can take those into your life on an everyday basis. With that, we do have spots open yet for January. So if anybody is interested in joining us on the January retreat, we start our coaching session on January 1st with Jenna Reese and Travis Barton. 
It's eight weeks of breakthrough coaching, along with a six-day retreat at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. It is January 25th uh, through the 30th, and it is going to be absolutely freaking phenomenal. Jenna is going to be doing um, breath work over the Colorado River. We are going to be doing meditating under the stars. We're going to be doing some of the most rad, badass coaching because between Jenna, Travis, and myself, oof. We love to go deep, you guys, and we love to blow it out of the water. And this retreat, this is the first time that we've done all three of us in the Grand Canyon together at the same time. And so it is truly going to be one hell of an experience that you do not want to miss. We only have three spots left. We are only taking eight clients down. It is a beautiful, intimate setting, 11 of us total. So if this interests you, please DM me, message me, get back to me, and let's make it happen. Um, Payment plans are available. And I do want to tell you a lot of exciting things are coming up. And so if this is something you've been looking at, jump on it now, please, 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 please jump on it now because a lot of big things are happening. Um, With that, uh, I, as always, um, encourage you to reach out to me for anything. If it is um, just reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. And um, you know that I love, love, love to hear from you. Um, I do hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving yourself and, um, that this year, 2020 coming up is one of your best years yet because it can be, and it will be take the steps. I love each and every one of you in gratitude. So thankful you were here. So much love. Friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I am grateful to have you here, and I would love to invite you over to sarahschultoncrans.com to grab my free seven steps to a joy-filled life. I share these seven steps from my own heart, soul, and experience. These steps transformed my own life from victim to survivor. Also, please, let's all be a ripple effect of change in today's world. I ask of you to please share this podcast with others that may need to be inspired or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review, go to my Instagram or Facebook page, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from each and one of you. I love sharing your thoughts, messages, and inspiring words. Because we are not alone in this world, friends. Let's keep the ripple moving. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great remainder of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.